Hi, I'm Sierra. I'm Ian. I'm Chloe. I'm Ashley. And we're the Unqualified Culinary Critics, a podcast centered around food and cultural experiences. We want you to not only share our own experiences, but hope these stories connect some way to each one of you as well. So yeah, I think uh, I think a good spot today to start off with, obviously last, last time we talked about what we had at home, but I think a, a cool aspect of food and cultural experiences is you know, going out and, and getting out and seeing different things. So I think today we wanted to start with talking about some of the maybe local or, you know, more known restaurants that we've all been to in our hometowns as well. Uh, obviously, we're not all here from Vegas, and some of us have different experiences and, and you know, stories to tell. Um, for me, I think one of the, the most, you know, cool things that me and my family used to do um, before my grandmother passed was that we, every Friday we would do a family dinner night. And I, not just like a little family dinner night. I mean, the whole family would get together and we'd all go to a restaurant and we had like four that were in a good rotation. And the, uh, the, most, the one that we went to the most often was a little Mexican restaurant. It was a little hole in the wall place, but we knew the family that owned it and ran it. And it was called Mikasa. And so if you don't know what that means, that means my house. And it was kind of built like that. They had pictures of their kids. They had paintings um, all around. And it was just a very small spot. And it felt like you were going and visiting your other, your, you know, a family friend. And it was, uh, the food wasn't like the most amazing Mexican food you've ever had, but it was good. And it was a place where you could just go and connect with people and just, and regroup and see how everybody's been doing throughout the week. And it was just nice. It was just nice to, to get together as a larger group and as your family and just, you know, be together and spend time together. And that was something that I miss and that we used to do all the time. Yeah, one of the restaurants that I used to go to a lot, mainly with family, um, sometimes it would be with just parents and anything. Um, so I'm local here. Usually the places that I would go to, one of my favorites is Metro Pizza. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. I just tried it last week. It is so good. I recommend the Nuke Fries. I'm like crying. Yeah, it's so good. And their sauce, very good. But yeah, I think that that's one of the places, if anything, I don't really recall any like mom and pop kind of restaurants that I went to when I was younger. It would always kind of be like my um, grandmother, when she wanted to go out, it would always be Olive Garden. So that was the thing. But Metro Pizza is just probably the most memorable one. I feel like Olive Garden is that place that is criminally underrated i know people say like it's like chain italian food but it's still good you can still go to olive garden you get the unlimited breadsticks maybe a glass of wine and you're gonna have decent italian food and come away full and satisfied at least i have every time when you're there your family when you are there your family one thing that we don't have in my small town is a lot of chains like, or they're weird, they're not exactly weird chains, but like if you're going out to dinner, like birthday, it's like someone, you're going to Applebee's. I'm driving down like this main street in my head right now. And I mean, like we have Cafe Rio and like McDonald's and stuff like that. But like, that was like the most like big chain, I guess that I can think of. But, I mean, there were like looking back, there were predominantly like Chinese restaurants and Mexican restaurants. Like that was it. Like if you wanted anything else, you were kind of out of luck. Um, we did have like a lot of burger places that were kind of like independently owned, 
and they always had like fry sauce and every I'm sure have you guys had fry sauce? Yes. I have not, no. Fry sauce is my jam. Fry sauce is the tangy zip of Miracle Whip, so it's Miracle Whip and ketchup. And then my mom puts a little bit of vinegar in it. I know people like um back home there's the chill grill and they put pickle juice in their fry sauce and you stir it up and it's so good. You put it on fries, it's good on tater tots. Like it is like the best thing. And that's kind of one thing that I have realized like being out here that not a lot of people have had before, but it's so good. And then there's like uh, the Santa Fe grill and they're known for like their margaritas and stuff like that. They have sopapillas and they have their tangy whiskey sauce. And I don't know why whiskey sauce is at a Mexican restaurant, but (laughs) when you're in Wyoming, you can break the rules like that. But they also had, because it was the same family, and they also had a noodle place. It was like Chipotle, where you'd go and you're like, okay, I want penne noodles, and I want an Alfredo sauce, and I want meatballs. Like, you could just kind of make your own pasta. It didn't last very long. That's kind of the thing with independent restaurants. That's an interesting way to do, like, pasta, right? Like a service you go, almost like a salad bar type thing. But that's that's really interesting. So you pick your own pasta, like like a base. And then you add all the other stuff on there. That's interesting. It's too bad they don't, like, you don't see that very often. But I'd like to see how that worked out. I'm kind of surprised it didn't work out because I would be there so much. We just don't have, like, the population to sustain it. Yeah, I spent a lot of time in Montana. um, And I've been all over Montana. I've been to Missoula, Billings. I mean, the whole nine yards. And that's, you don't see a lot of diversity in restaurants. It is a lot of, like, burger spots. And that's, like, what you see. Because that's kind of what the population is, you know, represented by. So you see a lot of burger spots and like stuff like that. But it's very like American cooking out there. You don't see more diverse options. But that's because that's the population. So that's what those people want. But it so that makes sense why that would be the case out in Wyoming. Because I've I've been to Jackson Hole. I went and visited for like a day or two, and then. But Jackson Hole is not a good representation because Jackson not. Hole has like the it caters to different populations. It's catering to the to the tourists that come in. And they have Thai food, like it's, and they have places that run diners, drive-ins, and dives. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that is not <laughs> where and, I'm and, from. And it's funny that you say that, the diners, drive-ins, and dives, because two of the restaurants we went to were two of the, the restaurants on the show. They're a tourist spot, so they, they do cater to that. But that being said, it's probably one of the bigger cities in Wyoming. It is actually, I think, the 11th biggest county. I don't know if I've explained this to you guys yet, but... um. Wyoming is divided into counties. So the biggest county is County 1, and, you know, it goes in order from there. So I'm from County 4, and it says it on our license plates. So you'll always know where someone from Wyoming is from by looking at their license plates. So there's a guy in my apartment complex who, like, left a note on my car. He's like, hey, Wyoming, I'm from County, whatever. I'm from Cody, and I see you're from Rock Springs. And you just, like, always know where someone in Wyoming's from. You know where where else is like that is Tennessee. They have their actual names of their counties on the license plate. So if you're from Davidson County, let's say, your license plate says Tennessee, and at the bottom says Davidson County. Um, And so it it has all of their counties listed. So wherever you register your car, whatever county you're in, you get a license plate with that county on it. So there's no escaping. They know where you're from every time. What were you saying you had today for breakfast, Ashley? Portos and... I grew up in a family that is diverse, and we like to go to many places, whether it's Chinese, Filipino, Italian, Mexican, you name it, etc. But I will admit, we haven't tried everything in the globe yet. So um, we have gone to, there's this, I remember growing up, 
because I was from, I'm from LA too. I'm from East LA. So I grew up in Monterey Park and there were a lot of places there that served so much Chinese food. And sometimes we would have dim sum there or we'd have dinner and just like, you know, come as a family and just talk and eat and have a good time. When I moved to Vegas, you know, I've been here for over 15 years and I just, it's just so much memories now because it's in the past. Um, my dad, my grandma, when they were both still alive, we would go to this place here called Joyful, which is off of Spring Mountain in Decatur. And they serve like pretty good authentic Chinese food. And we would go there and eat and just, you know, have a good time. We would go to like Mexican places. Like I think, well, the Mikasa that I'm referring to was in Silverton. And then we went to this place called The Palm in Caesar's Palace. And that, that was like the place that I grew up going to as a kid. And that's the one that serves like the good steakhouse. I think that's what you expect going somewhere inside Caesars, though. Yeah, but I, I, I will admit I haven't been all the way like inside the whole Caesars place. So I've only been stuck at the Palm. But that's like my favorite restaurant. And my family, we would dine there, get a good steak. We kind of have expensive taste, admittedly. So we just like to get all kinds of good stuff. And just it, it's more about the family. It doesn't matter what, well, it does matter what we eat because, you know. You don't want to eat bad no, food. No, we also want to enjoy the culture and enjoy the environment. And, I mean, we miss it right now because we're still going through a pandemic. Yeah. So that's just what I went through growing up. But it's, when we go out, it's family, good food, good restaurant, good culture, etc. Yeah, I feel that for sure. It's actually funny because, like, the only place, that's one thing I've missed being in Vegas the last two years is I haven't found places that are authentically uh, the culture they're representing, right? So I haven't found, like, an authentic Chinese restaurant. Like, the place we used to go to, it's in Bellflower, and it was called, I want to say it's called either Red Walk or Red Drag, something like that. And it they do delivery, which most, that's a different thing. But the Chinese food is so good. The fit, My favorite thing on their menu was these salt and pepper short ribs. Oh, they were the best. They, you, I could eat a whole little serving of them just myself. Uh, but so we would get like a bunch of different dishes. Then they did it family style. So you get a bunch of different dishes. You, you take your serving of, of each one, get some rice, get some chow mein. And, and it was just authentic Chinese food. It was so good. Um, I think that's one thing not being from a certain place you you don't know the the little secret spots that are like the best authentic and then of whatever culture they're representing if i may ask have you had dim sum before i have i have had it what yeah. do you think i enjoy it i actually enjoy a lot of uh i enjoy a lot of different things um that's something that i've learned to do when i was growing up i was really picky really really picky and as i got older i wanted to not be so picky because i realized how difficult i make it for myself to eat so I started just trying things. And if I liked it, I was like, oh, add it to the list. If I didn't like it, still, I'd say, you know what? That's still not for me. And I just kept going with that. And it's it's opened me up to a lot of different cultural foods that I really enjoy. Um, one, it's different, is Ethiopian food. I really enjoyed it when I tried it. And I had, like, real Ethiopian food. In Tennessee, they have a, and actually right outside of Nashville, they have a large Ethiopian population. A lot of people, what's the word, sought asylum there. And that's where they took them. And so there's a large group of Ethiopian uh, people there. And there's a lot of really good restaurants there that serve Ethiopian food. That's traditional Ethiopian food. It was really good. It was really, really good. I can't name a, the restaurant specifically because they have difficult names, but they were really, really good. So that yeah, I, I do like trying new things. And if I don't like it, I don't like it. But if I don't, it's just 
it's one bite, I'll live, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. I will say there is a place here. It's on Sunset and I want to say Pecos or um, a street in between Pecos and Eastern. I forget the name, but it's called Table Thai. If you guys like Thai food, it is the best. I love it. I get it as much as I can now that I'm across town. So I get the spicy herb tofu. I'm vegan, but um, it's so good. They make you rate like the spicy level out of five, but it, even a three, it's got your eyes watering and your nose running. It's so good, though. And I think it's like a mom and pop kind of shop, too. They're the best over there. That's another favorite. Yeah, I think I think the mom and pop shops are always the way to go. Like if you're looking for a local spot, because they just for whatever reason, they make things just with more care, I think, almost. Obviously, they may not have like the nicest looking kitchen with all the super fancy equipment that you might have somewhere else, but it's made with love. And that's like, there's something, there's something to be said for things being made that you could do it at home, right? Or, or that I can't necessarily do at home, but they can. And it, there's something to be said for, for that being in your food, you know? You can t- almost taste that care for you. Part of that carrying out of traditions and wanting to, you know, make something you're proud of for your community. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And I think less of it's probably coming out of a frozen bag and being processed. And just like, I mean, if you go to like P.F. Chang's versus an actual like. You know the difference. Yeah, very different. Like while P.F. Chang's is still good, of course, it's going to taste different because it's kind of more American style Chinese food, too. Like Panda Express. Yeah. Panda Express. I think that one's a little overhyped. I'm not going to lie. Maybe unpopular opinion. It's just not my favorite. Me neither. I I will personally just go straight to Joyful or any other Chinese food place that will serve the authentic kind because they have the the spices that I you know I grew up liking. There's like salted fish, which we call hamu, and you know there's like fried tofu with salt and pepper. There's even like um, fried fish, flounder, that kind of stuff. I don't think Pen Express or any other like P.F. Ching's, they would really, maybe P.F. Ching's would serve it. I don't know, but I don't think Pan Express would serve fried flounder. No, no I don't think so. It's all chicken. That. Yeah, and, and beef shrimp. and pork and yep. all that stuff. Have you guys seen Geoduck? No. I have not. We need to talk about it. It is kind of amazing, and I don't know if, but it's disgusting. They actually serve it at a restaurant in Caesars, and I was thinking about it when you were talking about how you liked you say it was the palm? Yeah, it's still there. In Caesars, and it's it's a geoduck, and it is, like, seasonal. I'm going to show you what a geoduck is. It is, it's kind of like an oyster, I would say, but it looks um, like this. And what you do is they come out of, like, holes in the sand, and you put, like, salt, and it's kind of disgusting. I've seen those. It's I know disgusting. Exactly. I think I know what you're it's this. Oh, yes. I've seen those. It's I know exactly what you're talking, know what you're talking about. <sighs> Let's see what the description it's like, says. It's almost like is it like a sea cucumber almost? It's like a it looks like a mixture of the of the two. That is wild. It's expensive. It's like I remember I went, I was like, oh I'm gonna try it. And they were like, Yeah, that's gonna be like seventy five dollars. I'm like, you know what? I don't wanna try it that much. My mom's like, Yeah, no. She wasn't going to eat it with me. Well, that's market price. That's kind of expected yeah. for it to be that much, yeah, though. Yeah, it's crazy. The geoduck, actually pronounced gooey duck, is a large clam native to the west coast of North America. They burrow into deep, soft, muddy, or sandy sediments, and the long neck 
is actually a siphon that the clam uses to bring clean seawater down to the deep, arid shell. So when you open it up, so what are you actually eating? You have a- I think you're eating the siphon. No. no, so, okay, so that's what I was going to ask. Are you opening up the shell and eating what's in there? Or are you op- like a normal clam, or are you eating the entire thing? I don't know. I've never even seen that. I've seen videos on social media uh-huh. looking at that, but it was not in the way to show off what it was. It was more like people freaking out because it looks explicit. Yeah, it does look a bit foul. No, that's, I mean, I get that, but like, I'm not opposed to, I really like seafood. I grew up, I grew up, my my great-grandfather basically had us growing up on a boat. Besides doing everything else, he loved fishing. And so he would take us fishing. I remember in Mexico, we, my dad caught a hammerhead shark. We cut that thing up on the boat and had sushi of, from a hammerhead shark we had just caught, and it was so good. Like, fret, actually having, like, fresh, fresh seafood is just unbeatable. And it just makes me curious because I've had oysters. I've had clams. I, I mean, I'll, I'll eat the whole nine, but or at least try it. But that's interesting because I wonder what part of the, the geoduck you're eating. I don't know, what, what, for whatever reason, because the word duck, I was like, it's going to be some kind of bird or something. That's what I thought. Yeah, I think it's a yeah, the, the actual bird. Do you guys eat mushrooms? I hate mushrooms. I'll eat some. So I have a story about mushrooms. So I recently saw a video on TikTok about this mushroom kit. And, and it grew really fast in this video. It was like a time lapse. And I'm like, you can grow mushrooms? So I bought a mushroom kit. And I actually just harvested the mushrooms today. And so now I got to find up with a, come up with a recipe to cook these oyster mushrooms. That kind of has me thinking. And so this is what they looked like today when I harvested them. Like they were, they're so weird and they grew. And when I thought they were growing out of this box, I thought they, it was mold. It was just so disgusting, but they've grown so much. It only took 10 days. Well, that's, I mean, that's what a mushroom is. It's a fungus. So it is, it is. mold. Yeah. yeah. But like I thought like, if you just like look at it, I mean, I thought I was like doing something wrong. I was like, what was I overwatering it? Had it like, you know, been too moist? in there well you go to a restaurant with those same mushrooms that you grew in 10 days and you make something that you're going to make at home that's at least like 50 bucks especially in vegas nothing is really that cheap oh no but vegas just has the vegas price tag exactly and like ashley you said when you went to the restaurant at caesar's caesar's is a little more uppity it is i mean like if you're gonna have steak expect it to be like 50 dollars, even for filet mignon which i think is yeah at least Maybe more than that, yeah. you know, it's just, I'm like, gee, that's, that's overpriced. Like, but they get away with it because tourists, they will buy it because they're like, well, when in Vegas, when am I going to come back? They will yeah. buy it. And it like, it's so, so crazy. And so I'm on vacation mindsets. Like I've saved up all this money to blow on vacation. I mean, good for them, but I could not. If I spent over like a hundred bucks on a piece of steak. I would not forgive myself. I don't know if you forgive yourself for eating the steak at this point. I would not eat the steak, but (laughs) if I ate the steak, if I ate meat and I paid that much for a steak, I would not be happy. It better be the best thing ever. Do you go out to eat often since you're vegan or is that just kind of like a thing where it's like, you know, it's just easier if I cook at home? I do. Um, More often than not, since I am a broke college kid, I will cook at home and then kind of have meals for the week. But when we were talking about seafood, it kind of made me remember there's a vegan sushi place here. Oh. And it is very good. It's called Chikyu. It's on Silverado Ranch. You guys might be like, okay, vegan seafood. But they, it's very weird because they can make so much 
And then there is another. So are they using tofu as like the protein or are they using like that's a good, marinated carrots? That's a good or... question. I'm not too sure because they had one that was like crab. Yeah. And I had it and it was very good, but I could not tell you what it was. Yeah. And then there was a Chinese restaurant that I went to. It was Chef something. I cannot remember the name, but it was really good. And it was like, it just, it was really good. Um, the sweet and sour chicken, they have duck there and it's all vegan. Oh, I don't wow. know what it is. The vegan duck. How does that work? I wonder how what they what they like, use for that. Like, how can you say this is duck and this isn't just chicken? Why are you like this is specifically duck? Yeah, I don't know. I maybe they're trying they whatever they're using to make that they're Im- it's a they're duck using it to broth or something. But yeah, they're using it to imitate the flavor of duck. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting because I wonder if that whatever they're basing the protein off of is the same as what they base off their chicken substitute. Um, or not, or if it's different. But that's interesting. That is interesting. So I Googled it really quick. A general thing from Wikipedia, so who knows how accurate it is. Wheat gluten. Mock duck is a gluten-based meat substitute. It is made of wheat gluten, oil, sugar, soy sauce, and salt. My question is, what's in the soy sauce? Because sometimes they put seafood in the soy sauce. That I'm not too sure. I would assume that if they're, if they're touting it as vegan, they can't be putting yeah. seafood into the soy sauce. They, they got to be careful. Like It's like false advertising, right. which is so annoying. Though. You got to get the low-sodium soy sauce, though, because yeah. soy sauce gets wild. So what I like to do, like, I don't know if you've ever had, had like, fresh, really good ahi tuna. I'm allergic to tuna. <laughs> okay, well, so you haven't had that, definitely. But so the way I get them, I'll buy, like, a ahi tuna steak, and I'll just sear both sides. So just cook it for like a minute and a half on one side and a minute and a half on the other side. So it's just, I've browned the outsides and the inside is still raw because that's, I mean, if you're eating fresh fish, that's how it's supposed to be eaten. I'll be honest. So what I do, what I cook it in is I, I marinate it in soy sauce, sesame oil, some honey, and then salt and pepper. And the soy sauce obviously gives you that Asian type flavor that you're looking for. And, uh, it's really good. That's just, I've, I've, that's the only way I'll cook it now because before I was just doing it and put it on like salads and stuff like that. Can't do it like that no more. I make it a whole meal. So I'll serve it with rice or, and maybe some Brussels sprouts or asparagus or something like that. And it's really, really good. Do you taste the honey on there? Um, It kind of gets cooked out a little bit, but it adds some sweet. You can taste it because I mix it into the marinade. So, I mean, you can put as much or as little in as you want. Um, but yeah, you can you get the, the notes of the sweetness from the honey. You do. Yeah, it's in there. It's very weird, though, because sometimes I've made stuff with very random items but you don't even taste it. Like um, me and my grandma used to make a cake, but you would put a whole tub of sour cream in there. Oh, I have done that as well. Yeah, and I think it was for like texture or consistency purposes. It's the best thing ever. I do that with mashed potatoes too. Yeah, mashed potatoes, that's sour cream is like goes in mashed potatoes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can't really taste straight sour cream, you know what I mean? Yeah, like sour cream, I don't know. Mashed potatoes, it makes sense, but like with a cake, because it, it, it would add some tang, some, you know. But you're putting so much sugar in with the other stuff that. Yeah. And then I put chocolate chips in it, so then you really can't taste Right, right, it. right. Yeah, that makes sense. But it is, yeah, it is one of those things that it, 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 can, it can thicken things up, right? That's kind of what you're going for when you're cooking. Do you guys go out to the huge restaurants here much? So, so I do have like, so my dad and his friends have always done this. Well, it started with my grandpa. They've done a trip for Super Bowl Sunday in Vegas. He's been doing it for like 45 years and he's kept it going through the pandemic. He drove all the way out here just for the Saturday to say he came for the weekend and drove back the next day. But my dad and his friends do it as well. And so 
in February, Super Bowl or Super Bowl Saturday. I know I'm gonna get a nice free meal at some nice restaurant because that's what they do. Because they're grown men, they make they make money. They they can splurge. It's their one big trip of the year. So we went to Carmine's, and that place is unreal. So it's an Italian restaurant, but it's also a steakhouse, and they serve it family style. So you order all your dishes, and and these guys went nuts. They just started saying stuff. They knew what they were doing. I showed up. I was like, I'm just here for the ride, I guess. And uh, yeah, we just ate like kings, but it was quite expensive because at one point I, I was like, all right, well, I want to. You see the menu and see what things cost, but I was like, let me see the bill. I want to see this. And then I saw it and I was like, oh god. I was like, that's that's grown men stuff right there. That's that's no joke. But yeah, it was it was really really good. And then I've also been to I don't remember if it's called. Demonico's or Delmont, whatever it's called. It's the steakhouse in the Venetian. Very, very good. And they also do, a, they make a bananas foster and they, they come and make it right next to you. Like it was an experience and it was very, very, it was a very, very good experience. Yeah. The restaurants here are really nice. They're very upscale and they'll take care of you and you'll have a nice experience, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to set you back a little bit. If you want bit. a cheap dinner, I recommend... Uh, Korean corn dogs. There's a place um, off of Spring Mountain called Crunchies, and like they are like so crunchy. And like there's you know ones that are complete like hot dogs. There's some that are half hot dog and half cheese or fully cheese, and it's the best thing. So if that's my recommendations for a fun cheap meal, and it's so crunchy and so good and gooey, and I just love it so much. There's always kind of a line, but it's kind of worth. That's it. That does sound kind of good. Honestly, a place that's kind of close to us right here is. Cause I I really like pokey and it's I'm big on it being allergic that's gonna hurt you you're you're not doing that but the place right here just off of Maryland that pokey heaven or whatever it's called it's just a family spot I've gone in a number of times and they've had their kids sitting there doing their homework like that kind of family spot and it's really good and it's it's pokey is pricey because of it being seafood but it's uh it's worth it I I think every time I've I've left satisfied um a place that I won final recommendation that I would give would be a family style Italian restaurant. Obviously, I like sticking to the Italian ones, um, but it's Buca di Beppo. If you guys have ever been there, it is the best. All the pictures and portraits on the wall, it's my favorite thing. And the food is so good. Yeah, definitely. It is. It's it's. So I thought because it's a chain, I was like, oh, it's not going to it's not going to match up to everything. It won't stack up. And then I had it and I was like, they have converted me. This is a place. They, they're making some quality stuff here. You got, you, you're a winner. Um, but yeah, that place is really good. All right. So with that being said, I think that's where we're going to stop for today. I think we're, we're running out of time here. Um, yeah, I would say just keep your eye out for your local spots. See, what, see what's good in your area and, and, and let us know. Let us know what, where we should be trying food next because uh, I'm always willing to find a new spot. 